Hey everyone, welcome back to another Book Sounds Book Reviews. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. So if you're hearing my voice, hopefully you know by now that that means Eric has a book review today. Eric, what book do you have for us today? Soul. I feel like I might say this a lot on this podcast, and I promise that if I keep saying it, oh, I will I, I will stop saying it. I know what you're going to say. I think I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Everyone repeat after me. This book is a little bit out of my genre. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. it. But this book is... I don't even think this is a little bit out of my genre. This is way out of my genre. Yeah, but so, I do know why you read this book. So right. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it, really. Cause and for, soon all of the listeners will also know why I read this book. Yes, so. and, and quite honestly, for some reason, I never asked you about this book. I think you kind of read it secretly, but, and I didn't realize you you read it because you read it so quickly or something. So I'm I'm really eager to hear this one. So... To move on to yes. what, so everybody knows, like, well, I know, what I is know. the book? I know, I was, I was going to say, enough of me talking. <laughs> so the book we're talking about today is cleverly named Crowd Nailed to the Cross, which, again, probably a lot of people, it's an obvious name when you know what the book is about. Right, it sounds it sounds very religious, but it is not. It not. is not religious, no. Yet, no. But what, what this book is, it's by Jose Vacua, <laughs> sorry butchered the name jose vasquez and what it is is um jose vasquez was from milwaukee wisconsin and he was a member of the latin kings in milwaukee in Mm -hmm. probably i'm gonna say late 90s to early 2000s somewhere in that range of areas so which as we when we started this podcast, we said that Tracy mostly reads fiction books. Eric mostly reads nonfiction books about business and things like that. Not at all an Eric thing whatsoever. But right, but you have a good reason for reading this one, honestly. Yes, and the reason that I read this book is because I do do another podcast called Normalized Crime, which it the my co-host in it is uh, his name's Berto Vallejo, and he is also from the from Milwaukee, from the Latin Kings in the same era. Right. And, and no longer, obviously, from the Latin Kings. He's, yeah, he is he's, now not a member of the Latin Kings. He just has a podcast that tells the stories of the Latin Kings and why you might not want to be a Latin King. <laughs> um, or probably a gang member in, in general. general. <laughs> yes, yes. I, to be thorough, it's not just the Latin Kings you probably don't want to be a member of. It's any gang. But... But so this guy was actually a friend of I, I they were not close friends, but mm-hmm. you know, Berto at least knew him. And he actually recently passed away completely of natural na- natural causes, some sort right. of condition, not because of any sort of violence or anything like that, but just a natural death. Mm-hmm. But this book kind of I mean, this book is basically jose's version of berto's podcast so it's it starts out as he's a young kid and it kind of walks through the different things that was going on in his life explains the explanation of why he ends up becoming a member of the latin kings that's really interesting so you kind of get his version and then if you listen to your other podcast normalized crime you get berto's version of why And you can kind of compare them. So that's really interesting. And that was one of the most interesting things about this book is that the similarities between Berto's situation Mm -hmm. and 
and Jose's situation. I mean, right. they were not they were not at the same time. So I, if I don't quote me on this, but I believe if when Jose, well, when Berto was a Latin king, Jose would have been quote unquote like one of the old school Latin kings, right? So it was kind sense. of like past his prime, I guess, would be mm-hmm. the way to stay. Like, right? Like Berto still knew who he was, but he wasn't like in the thick. It's, thick, it's kind of like kind of like when you go to high school and you're the freshman, and then there's seniors. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you know who they are, but they're they they're not. You you don't really you're not necessarily friends because they're older, you're younger, and and mm. vice versa. And and I think Jose just he was around, but he wasn't around like right. like people of Berto's age were. You know, understandable. Like this was past his. They were time. just doing different things because of of where they stood in the in the Latin Kings, maybe. Yeah. So. So, like I said, the, this book starts out early life, kind of mm-hmm. talks about there was a lot of dysfunction in his family, more or less. At a certain point in time, Jose gives up on his family. Oh, he basically abandons his family completely mm-hmm. for the Latin Kings, goes into this lifestyle. And he, throughout his time as a Latin King, he does do several stints in prison. Okay. And in, in this book covers all the stints, and it's really interesting because it's you can see the progression mm-hmm. where the first time he goes into prison, he's just kind of like, I don't ever want to go end up back here, but, right. but I'm a Latin King and, so I and, will probably... and I'm not going to give that up for anything, right. blah, blah, blah. And then maybe the next time it gets a little bit more like, uh, well, maybe this isn't worth it because I just really, really don't want, mm-hmm. you know, to be... Right, I can't come back here all the I, time. I, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this to myself. And then finally, he just reaches the point where he basically says, "I'm done with this lifestyle." Wow. And and like I had said before, he had kind of pushed away his family, particularly if I remember correctly, he didn't really have a father figure. Okay, but. His mother was very still much part of his life, but he really pushed his mother away. He still had some connection with his sister. They still had a relationship. It wasn't really good. But then in this final stint, he kind of made it a point to by the time he got out, he was going to have a, you know, a relationship with with all of his family. Wow. So. That takes a lot to go back to a family that you really weren't close to and. And when you kind of turned your back and went to the Latin Kings and then say, you know what, I think I'm going to try this again. That's, that's heavy. That's, that's really, really hard to do. And you have to also give props to, I mean, to have your kid walk away from you. Right. And then and open arms, say, or however, him, allow happened, him back in your life, you know, right. that's, that says something about his parent, his parents as well. Yeah. So eventually, so in, in another really interesting thing that, I mean, which Based on what I know about this lifestyle, mm-hmm. so when you go into prison in in this kind of scenario, right? So typically, when you come into prison, mm-hmm. just kind of the way prison works is that you end up just kind of congregating with the members members of your gang. So, right. Obviously, we know. Uh, I I would assume everybody knows that the Latin Kings are a nationwide gang. They're everywhere. Oh, okay. See, I actually did not know yeah, this. Yeah, they somehow. are. They're everywhere. They exist all throughout the entire country. So when you end up in prison, there's Latin kings 
there's all sorts of Latin kings in prison, not necessarily Latin kings you know because they might be right. from another state or whatever, you know. But so they all just kind of hang out, and there's a point in this story where Jose is kind of all of the Latin kings in prison look at him to be the leader. Oh wow! But at this point in time, he's already decided. You know, he wasn't like. Right. He wasn't openly vocal about the fact that he was done. Yeah, he probably but, don't want to be when you're in prison. But he he had decided that once he was out, mm-hmm. this was the end of this lifestyle for him. Right. So they came to him and they they wanted him to be the leader of the prison Latin Kings oh, or Lord. some sort of, you know, leadership type mm-hmm. thing of the of the group. And and to his to like to his risk, I don't know if it's foolishness to do this, but he basically said, no, I'm not having any part to do with this. He's like, wow. I'm not, he's that, like, I will support you guys. I will be, you know, I'll mm-hmm. be here, but I am not leading not this leading. because yeah. this is not me anymore. And that could be a really scary thing to do in prison. And it was a really risky thing to do yeah. in business, be, in prison, because you never know, like, had... Because he said this, had all these Latin kings pushed they him away, gone back he to- might have been isolated in prison mm-hmm. all by himself with no friends, which just is going to lead to all the other groups coming around and just, right. you know, you know, attacking him or, or you know, just or what punching, if, using what if him as a punching. came after him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't and know that could have happened, the, too. Yeah, totally. You know, so I think that was a really risky thing, but he wanted to stay true to his decision. And I think that's very brave and very, very cool of him to to really say, you know what, this is this is what I've decided. And I don't think a lot of people could be that strong and do that. So I think that's very noble, just very cool of him. So Yeah, so he basically ends up in this final time getting out of prison mm-hmm. and he he gets out. He does. He does eventually rekindle pretty much the relationship he had with his sister and his, like, and he always had that relationship a little bit with his sister. But he got that back right. strong. Turned his life around. Um, I don't know how much the book goes into this. I might just know this because of Berto right itself. But it turns out then he goes on and he becomes a member of the Milwaukee community that that just basically focuses on helping people that are were in the situation he is. In. That is really cool. He was in and, you know, trying to get the kids to realize yeah. that this is not a lifestyle you want to try and avoid it and, and do better things with their lives. So, you know, I think when people do that, instead of just saying, I don't want this, but saying, here's the thing that can go wrong when you choose this life over just a different life. I think that is a really, really strong thing to do with your life. You know, so I made some mistakes, but this is the way that you can change instead of doing those mistakes that I made. And I think that's, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. And for a little bit, I want to diverge off because that's pretty much what I have for this book. So Mm -hmm. if, if the, it, if the content that we just talked about is of interest to somebody, I highly recommend they read this book because it is, a very eye-opening experience and it's very it's very personal the way he writes it like he's That's not he's good. not holding anything back see i like that i like when somebody's just like you look this is this is all my my garbage and feel free to feel free to read it learn from it and everything like that i think that's that's great and what i think this book and 
a bigger part of it is just having done this podcast, Normalized Crime, mm-hmm. that has really opened my eyes to is is that the people that are out there and are trying to change this inner city thing, trying to get rid of gangs and stuff like that. Right. I don't know that people like me or you <laughs> no, realize, but they are all... <laughs> They're all Jose's. They're all Berto's. Right. They're, I, these are people that they get sucked into this world. They do, well, might do horrible things while they're in there. Uh, obviously, both Berto and Jose spent numerous amount of time in prison, so they did do bad things. But then they, once they come out of it and they re- look around and they realize, they realize the hypocrisy. They realize how how wrong they were about what they thought this lifestyle was. Right. But but here's the thing. I can easily see how you would get pulled into that. If especially with with Jose, okay. So he was in in a a spot where he kind of turned his back on his family. He didn't feel comfortable with his family for whatever reason. And so then here's this gang who's like, "Here, we'll be your family." Mhm. And and then all of a sudden he's doing stuff that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with. And he's like, well, I don't know if I like jail, but this is the life that I chose for right now. And this is my family. And then after a while, he's like, you know what? I don't like this. And then he changed his mind. And I can easily see how many people get stuck with friends. And then all of a sudden they're like, that group of friends wasn't for me. Well, they just chose a group that was that was mm-hmm. friends that all of a sudden was doing some things that you don't realize until you're really in it. And and the thing is, is that I know that there were some things that the Latin Kings did that was like a really great brotherhood. They mm-hmm. just did some other things that got them in trouble. They, well, and the, the important thing, the thing I've learned about that is just that you, it's a, it, it's a, I wouldn't even say that the Latin Kings do good things right and that, because that's the they thing. don't they what, don't what it is is, is the feel... people within the gang right do great things together like like right. Berto, like, ha- Berto, jose Berto. they all have some of their best friends ever exactly have and, and that's and that's where i'm saying like you can have some great friends within there and i'm sure i'm sure these guys were still great friends with the, the guys afterwards with some of them but but you also have to be careful because it's like, okay, well, if you're still in it and I'm not, or you have to be friends with the ones that are out. And and I think that's the thing is you can make some really great friends within it, but then be like, okay, this part, this is this is the bad part. And I'm not, and I don't want to be a part of that. And I think that's the thing throughout life. We all do stuff that all of a sudden we're like, oh, that was, that was not, that was not a good part. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put that aside and remember not to do that again these guys just chose a gang and you know sure we're growing as we're growing up we're taught don't join gangs well you know what whoops they well, they were just pulled in because of different different reasons it happens they they joined friends along the way and it's just one of those things and now these guys are are making something and trying to teach other people why they were brought in why it's bad and I think I think when you can do something great afterwards and make something, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that one of the, the biggest things that I've learned from this is that you have to view it as, you know, like to me, one of the hardest things I had when I started reading this book, when I started that podcast, understanding was, was, was that how 
how could somebody ever end up wanting to join a gang? Right. And it's because when we grew up, there was we were taught that there was such a stigma against gangs. It, we were taught right. that this was a bad, 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 bad idea. And where Jose and Berto grow, grew, grew up, they weren't. They, they might they have might been, have been taught it, but but, not. but they were also surrounded by it exactly. everywhere. Exactly. And they saw the kids walking around with this certain level of authority because they were right. Latin kings, and they were almost in a way became like i want to be that guy right right and, and that and we didn't necessarily see it we only maybe heard things going on and we're just like oh like i was always scared of it but you don't see i didn't i never saw that person who who everybody wanted to be maybe the glorified version mm-hmm. i guess you could say mm-hmm. and and sure there were times where i felt where i felt like i was i was outside of of everything where but I never, I never thought of joining a gang because I never did see that that glorified version. And you maybe ne- if you I never did, looked at, you never looked at the people and thought, "Wow, I want to be that person." Right. But that's, but that's how in these communities, that's how these gangs right. are yeah. are seen. And and so you you quickly realize where you think like, "Oh, oh a gang member is just an evil, evil person." Right. And you quickly learn, no, that's not it. Right. It's, I've I've looked at groups and thought, ooh, maybe I want to be in that group because they look like they're revered or having fun. Well, that's how they've looked at, at gangs or certain people look at gangs. Right. So so that's really all that it is. And and I think that's where, where some people's mindset has to be and say, Okay, well, this is why they've they've done that. And maybe that's how this this book, your podcast, everything just explains it, pulls it apart and says, Well, this is why I did what I did, and this is why I could could no longer do it anymore. It does exactly that because it finally like lets you see the world. I mean, you can never see the world the way these people see it, right? But but you get a but glimpse. it gives you a lot better of an idea of, and if you're open to lo- like, if you're willing to look past what you believe, right, onto the result that saying like had i grown up in this environment my belief system would have been very different you can see right how these how these groups come into existence how how they appeal to the youth and most importantly right. how the people that get involved with these gangs for the most part when you break it all down they are not they're not evil people no they're just victims to a really, really bad system. Exactly, exactly, you know? and not, and obviously, not everybody in that group is part of a bad system. Some of them just want to have a group to belong to, to be cool in. But there's a lot of them that just are part of a bad system, and they just, they just want somewhere to belong. And, and yeah, I think, I think it's a very interesting idea. Now, that book, it doesn't look too big. So I'm just curious, how easy of a read is it? It is very easy. Um, okay. If I remember, because understand Jose is not an author. This right. is not co- co-authored. This is self-published. Yeah. And I, so, I think I remember you saying there were some parts that you could tell was a very... Yeah. So, you know, if you're... It's not... Might not be like... I don't really... I think it was pretty well written. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not... It's not going to be like top shelf authoring because right. because obviously there's just there's not much of a budget put behind it but it is a good read and it's an extremely extremely 
if understanding the dynamics of a gang and understanding how that world works is of interest to you, it is definitely a book you should pick up. Especially mm-hmm. since, you know, this is something, this is like a real thing. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, a truth. This is a, we're not, we're not, we're, I'm not advising you to read this cute, like, outsider's book that, that yeah. has no, no real truth to it. This is somebody's real story. Yeah. And it's, and it's written in such a way that, it, I mean, he's it could not draw trying, you in he's not trying and... to gla- glamorize it. He's not even trying, I, I don't even feel like he's, he's even trying to, to make it seem worse than it is. Right. He's he just, just told you. the story the way it was, what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. It's very open. It's very emotional about what he was going mm-hmm. through as he sat there in prison and tried to figure out, like, what's the next step for my life. Right. So. Yeah. I think because you're making me really want to to read this book, I think. I think even when you got it, I thought, oh, that could be interesting. And now you're really, really making me want to read this. I think I, think I might have to put it on my to-be-read shelf, which... I mean, God knows when I'll get to it, but I actually think I'm going to make it one of my next ones because I think it's, it sounds really, really good. Yeah. And I think it's really, really a shame. I'm, it's great that, that because of Jose's passing, I got to learn that this book existed, you know, so I got to experience that story, but I also think it's a really, really crying shame because more more so than any book that he could have ever written is I would have really loved to have him on Normalized Crime yeah. to be interviewed because I think he could have told he would have had more. a lot to say in the fact that he spent most of his adult life helping people with this. Yeah. You know, like it, it could have been the complete package yep. of, you Agreed. know, and so but unfortunately, because of that passing, the best we have is this book. But I think but at the least book you is... have that and you have we have whatever help he gave to people. At least he spent whatever he had left doing that. And I think that's what's what's really amazing. You have to think about he spent some of his life doing what a lot of people would think is is kind of wasting your life and spent in, in a gang, whatever. And he I know it sounds like he really regrets that time, but then he's like, you know what? I'm going to turn my life around and I'm going to help people. And I think that's amazing. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that can be a real inspiration to people and say, you know what, if you're doing something that you don't like, or you regret doing whatever in your life, it's not over. Turn your life around, do whatever, Mm -hmm. and, or just change whatever in your life that you don't like. And I think that can be just a huge inspiration, just whatever. Cause that's, that's, Amazing. Yeah, and I think to me the even bigger factor of this, and because I, maybe you're right, because we obviously don't want people to be stuck in these situations where they get involved in right. But I also think it's super important for people to understand why it happens. And I th- oh think, exactly exactly I think that. And when I say that, I don't mean like people that are grow up around this, but right. But I but, think but this his is, his mindset. Why did he choose this and and that type of thing, or... Well, just just the fact that, just like we talk on stigmas and open wounds about mm-hmm. all the stigmas that go along with mental health... Right. But gangs why? have this same exactly. stigmas. Right. I, I grew up and I was taught, don't join a gang, don't go... If you see a gang, don't go near wait, them, wait, which is all a, that type of thing. Which is all great advice, but also to realize that these people are just as... Uh, 
I mean, they are victims. Right. And they are pulled exactly. into something and they are not bad people. No, and that's and, and that's the thing. Obviously, I met Birdo, who you co-host with, and he's it's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And and he's so he's not a he's not a bad guy. So he's but he was in a gang. Many people would be like, um, Eric, you're doing a podcast with somebody who was in a gang. I no, you shouldn't be. That's that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And and wait, hold on. You're you're all he was also in jail for like, oh <laughs> dear. But he's a human, he's turning his life around. He, I mean, so what? Right. It's it doesn't matter. So the past is a past, the future now, whatever. What you're trying to do with your life is is what's happening and why you got in situations is is a big part of of the what happens and and i think we don't have enough understanding in general and i and i think that the more people under really really understand why these things happen Mm -hmm. the easier it is like if you're a parent and you understand why your child ends up in a gang it's a lot easier, I think, right. to figure out a way to get them to avoid that situation. Right. You know, and things like that. And so I think the more p- everyday people understand about these things, the, it's the ultimate weapon against fighting right. them. Or even and, if you understand why your child has a certain friend. Mm-hmm. Because maybe some, you know, how there's there's so many times that, that a parent has a or the child has a friend that the parent doesn't like, and they're like, "Oh, why are they hanging out with this friend? That friend is just whatever." Like for for whatever reason, the parent doesn't like it, and usually it's only for a short period of time. But the parent has to understand: okay, is it because the child is lashing out? Is it just because the child is going through a phase? And the parent really has to understand why is this happening? Right, and I think you just made a great point there: is that. By us knowing why our kid might have that friend, mm-hmm. we can much better defuse that situation before it becomes right. a problem. Exactly. Because what happens when you tell, I obviously we're both not parents, but right. what well, do you think? Well, I can tell you when, what happens What, what somebody do you tells th- me yeah, something. What do you think happens if you're a 15-year-old kid and your parents tell you, you can't hang out with this person. Well, they're going to hang out. It's going to make you want to hang out with them more. If somebody tells me not to do something, I really want to do that thing. I will tell you that. But so. if you understand why your kid wants to hang out with that person, that might give you additional leverage to just suddenly throw in hints that will make you your kid realize, right. I don't want to hang out with this person right. because of these things that they're doing yeah so or have a good conversation and say you know what maybe this isn't the right person because if like if you understand just have a good conversation then and say well just so you know this is this is how i feel and and then maybe they'll be like you know what you have a good point it all depends on what your relationship is with your your child but sometimes just having a good conversation here and there with your child is a great thing Mm -hmm. so these are things to keep in mind so, so, so that's really what I got with this book. Oh, so, but you know we do need. Yeah, uh, I know we almost gonna... forgot the most important thing. We need a rating for this book. Okay, so this is the book that I'm going to decide to tell you that that my rate. This is for anybody that knows Gavin from all, a bunch of other podcasts. I do. We also do a movie review podcast, and he mm-hmm. always says when he has when he reviews movies, 
that his rating system makes no sense. Uh-oh. Okay. So, so I'm declaring right now that my rating system also does not make any sense. Yeah, sometimes we, I give I give really weird ratings. And you have to remind me, were we doing one through five? One through five. Yeah, I actually had to write it down in a in a notebook because I could because I can never remember. So with this book, for what this book is, mm-hmm. if you are the person that is out there looking for something to read to understand the life of of a gang member, mm-hmm. I am going to give this book a five out of five. Oh, absolutely. Because Great. I think it's absolutely perfect for that. And, and it does a wonderful job. It's very, very personal. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I don't feel like, obviously I wasn't there. I don't know the situations, but I right. don't feel like he's blowing anything out of proportion. He's right. not. It. What he talks about in this book is what me and Birdo talk about uh, yeah, all I was the gonna time say, on and podcast. Obviously- so I feel like it's a very, very good basis and so that reason I'm saying for what this book was, it's a perfect book. Right. And I anybody that's interested in that topic should should definitely pick this book up and read it. Right. Now are you gonna is that is that your final score or Yeah, that's my final personal? score, but there's gonna be books that I probably enjoy a lot more yeah, than I this book that I'm gonna give a lower score to. Just no, because I get you. I just get because you. I'm comparing it to because it's a business your, your book person. and it's yeah. I'm comparing it to other business books. No, but. I totally get you. I get you. So, but for for that reason, I I understand because I know how the one day we were like, well, we're not going to give out a five, but I understand why you give it a five. It's yeah. kind of a different. Uh, it's in a different com- system, completely different genre for me. Yep. and and it's it but, was the perfect book for me for yeah. that genre. So no, I I I absolutely get you with that. That makes sense, and and yeah. So did you have anything else that you wanted to to add before I spit out some information at these people? No, I think I that's <laughs> I'm pretty so much rude it. at these so, people. So, so So no, yeah, we're good. Well, if you guys want to check out some other or some other podcasts, like Eric mentioned, he has another podcast. Well, he has a lot of other podcasts, but if you'd like to check out another podcast that's related to this, Eric has Normalized Crime. Mm-hmm. So you should definitely give that one a listen. But of course, we also have Stigmas and Open Wounds, so you should check that one out. We talked a little bit about that one on here, and that's related to this a little bit. And you can check out stigmasandopenwounds.com. You can find out some more podcasts there, our Stigmas and Open Wounds, and then, of course, some backlogs of this. And you can email us at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com if you have anything good or bad to say. And you can find us at Instagram and Facebook. With that, we'll be back when we're back. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later.